Stoudemire, number 30. 
uh, very sad news. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Still a little emotional about it. Um, again, growing up as a Yankee fan in the early '70s, recognizing certain ball players, and then later in life you recognize them doing whatever on field, off field, movies, TV, coaching, radio, broadcasting, whatever it may be. Um, I, an earlier podcast I had mentioned being a Yankee fan first, I say the 70s, I'll go 1970s when I started recognizing players and the Yankees, uh, my uncle Jerry had taken me to my very first game in 1971, I believe it was, uh, this is rough talking about this, knowing what I'm talking about is, anyway. I do remember Mel Stoudemire. I had his baseball card and everything for the longest time. We all lose them. I wasn't one of them guys that put it in the spokes of the bike either. Kept my Yankee cards. I know Yastrzemski got tore up a bunch of times. Um, yeah, but I do remember Mel as a, as, as a young kid and started paying attention to numbers and then as I got a little older. Um, but I did say in an earlier podcast, one of my first memories of the Yankees and baseball players and acknowledging who um, Thurman Munson was one of my very first recognized uh, players as a as a kid. There's something about Thurman. Maybe it was his name, Thurman Munson. Just brutally tough. Uh, great catcher for the Yankees. Anyway, um, Mel Stoudemire. Um, after he had left baseball, went on into coaching. We we all know his history as a pitching coach. It's it's mind boggling what he did with pitchers. He just as good as he was on the field. He was probably five times that, relaying his knowledge, his skill to pitchers who wanted to absorb knowledge. Doc Gooden, Sid Fernandez, with that 86, 85, 86 New York Mets team. You know, Doc Gooden, Cy Young, 85 season. Um, usually the first name you hear in an interview with these guys, when they start talking about anything in their pitching careers, they, they always open up with the first, the same two words. Mel Stoudemire. Uh, of course, being a, a Yankee fan, and I, I always love and support my Yankees wherever they wind up in life. And, you know, what Mattingly wound up at the Dodgers, and I was like, what? Um, now down in Florida, always wished and hoped that he would become a Yankee manager. Uh, Joe Girardi, you know, it just the stories are endless. But in what what Mel, when he got to the to the Yankees, nineteen ninety five, and what he did with that pitching staff, Andy Pettit, David Cohn, Wells, Mariano, um, they're talking about this this 
new coach for the Jets being a quarterback whisper. Well, <laughs> I guess you would have to say if there was ever a pitching whisper, you'd have to put Mel Stoudemire at the very, very, very top of that list. Um, aside from what he did on the field, what he did off the field. Great family man, great husband, great father, grandfather, friend, brother. Uh, both his sons pitched in uh, the major leagues. I mean, Todd was with Toronto for a while, and then Mel Jr. Um, but Mel Stoudemire was one of them, just one of them guys who who loved life and touched the hearts of everybody around him. Endless interviews I've heard and stories I've been hearing over the last few days on the radio. People remember Mel. Just all good things to say about the man. And uh, it's a very, very tragic loss to baseball. And my prayers and thoughts to his entire family. And to all you Mel Stoudemire fans, this, this is a big one. Or just a baseball fan in general. There's not... There's nothing anybody can say bad about this guy. I mean, you would nitpick all you want. I don't think you're going to find a crack in anything that he ever taught to any one of the pitchers that he touched. And if you look at the names in there, and there's Hall of Famers in there. I mean, there's guys on their way to the Hall of Fame that he coached along the way. Um... Being an older person, as I am, as, as I said, I remember Mel as a player. I know maybe a lot of you out there are not of the older generation that we are, but you heard of these names and everything like that. <clears throat> but you just get to see it on paper, the numbers and stuff. And it's so much different than seeing it actually happen. Like I said, very I'm very, 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 very blessed in my generation of athletes that I've got to see through my years. Stallback, Peyton, Barry, uh you know, Rose, Mattingly, Seaver, um You know, the, the, it's just endless <laughs> from the uh, watching the games change, watching the games evolve. And, of course, all that time that goes by, it seems every once in a while we lose that legend. That guy who was bigger than life, and I think that's what we have here. You know, we lost a really, really good man. And a man who devoted his entire life to the game of baseball. Number 30. New York Yankee pitcher. Melvin. Leon. Stoudemire. Mel Stoudemire. 
born November 13th, 1940 in Hazleton, Missouri. Woohoo, Midwest boy. And sadly, he passed on January 13th of this year, 2019, at 77 years, 61 days old, when he passed away in Seattle, Washington. He debuted in Major League Baseball one year and one day after my birthday. He debuted on August 21st, 1964, against the Chicago White Sox. He was 22 years old. And again, this is his first game. Nine innings pitched, seven hits, one strikeout, one walk, two earned runs. And he won the game. How weird numbers are, right? His last game. And again, of course, I guess according to schedules back then. His last game on August 16th, 1974. At 32 years old. Against the Chicago White Sox. It was a no decision. Three times, 20-game winner for the New York Yankees. Three times, 20-game winner for the New York Yankees. 1965, he started 37 games. He went 20-9 and nine that year to a 2.63 ERA. He only had 18 complete games that year with four shutouts. 291 innings pitched, gave up 250 hits. He walked 80 and struck out 155. 1968, 36 games started. 21 and 12 that year. Pitched to a 2.45 ERA. That year he only had 19 complete games. And only six shutouts. 278 and two-third innings pitched. 243 hits. He gave up 21 dings that year. He walked 65. Struck out 140. 278 and two-third innings pitched. He walked 65. 1969. 39 games he started that year. He went 20 and 14. Pitching to a 2.82 ERA. Yeah, bad year for complete games that year for him. He only completed 24 games that year. Pitched three shutouts. Pitched 303 innings that year. 267 hits. Gave up 19 dings. Walked 97. Struck out 113. The other thing that Mel did, he also lost 20 games one year. In 1966, 35 games started. Listen to these numbers when he lost 20 games. This is a 20-game loser, friends. 12 and 20. 35 games started. 32 decisions right off the bat, okay? Pitched to a 3.80 ERA. He had three shutouts that year. And that's the year he got his one and only save. 
I looked for it, folks. I couldn't find it. I probably passed it up, but he had one save in his career, and it was in 1966. He pitched 251 innings that year, gave up 239 hits, gave up 18 homers. He only walked 82 guys, and he struck out 146. And somehow that 1966 New York Yankee team, <clears throat> excuse me, found 20 games to lose for him. His career expanded 11 years with the New York Yankees, all with the Yankees. His career numbers, he was 164 wins against 139 losses. His career ERA, 2.97. He started 356 games. He completed 152. I double-checked it. 152 complete games. They, uh, I guess they didn't go to the bullpen too much back then. <laughs> 40 career shutouts. 40 career shutouts. One save, as I said earlier. He had 2,661 point, I'm sorry, 2,661 and a th one third innings pitched in his career. <clears throat> he gave up 2,435 hits, 171 home runs he gave up. He walked 809 in his career, and he struck out 1,257. Now, here, here's something interesting. In his entire career, folks, he had one balk. In 1964, his only postseason appearance against the St. Louis Cardinals in the World Series, he was 1-1 one one in three games. He had one complete game. He pitched 20 innings, gave up 18 hits, no home runs. He walked six, struck out 12. You know, back then there was no DH, so you got to say, hey, how is he with the bat? 749 at-bats, 120 hits. 54 runs scored, 14 doubles, 6 triples, and Mel went deep 7 times and drove in 57 for his career. He actually uh, got caught stealing twice that year. He walked 47 times that year and he struck out 100 and... I'm sorry. <laughs> These are career numbers. Yeah, he had... Uh, 47 career walks. He struck out 270 times in his career. He batted 160. His on-base percentage was at 213. And he had a .280 OPS, whatever. His postseason, he had eight bats, no runs, one hit, no walks, and he struck out six times. It's a 125 average. How was he with the glove? How did he feel this position? He turned 38 double plays in his career. He had a .969 fielding percentage, folks. Committed 26 errors.
go. Not surprising how great this man was. Those are some insane numbers for a pitcher, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Inducted into the Hall of Fame in 1980. Five-time All-Star. MVP candidate, 1964. Gained 25.1% of the vote. 1965, 14.6% of the vote for MVP. 1968, 10.1% of the vote for MVP. 1969, 18.2% of the vote for MVP. His career earnings, salary-wise, career in 10 years. <laughs> 253500 dollars in 1964, he started at $7,500 a year. When he left baseball, ladies and gentlemen, in 1974, he was making $87,500. Pitching coach of the Mets, 86 World Series. And, of course, his incredible run with the New York Yankees with Zimmer and Torrey in that amazing brain thrust. One of the greatest dugout shots of all time when they used to show those three just sitting next to each other contemplating and going over exactly what the next move was. What a brain thrust. Tory's the only one left of that group. Yeah, Mel, as you... Uh, whether you're a fan of his or know of him or anything. I guess right here all you have to do is just be a fan of humanity. And understand the struggle that this man went through with this tremendous disease that he had. That he fought and fought and fought and fought. You know, sometimes we give up on our... It's not that we give up on the fight. It's just that the fight becomes stronger than us. We're only human, folks. And we don't know how long we're all going to be here. That's why you see in a lot of my bio <clears throat> on Instagram, my bio on Instagram, my bio on Twitter. You'll always see the Grateful Dead emblems flying high. With such words as be kind. Enjoy the human race. Well, that's the message. Just be kind because we don't know how long every one of us is going to be here. We all have loved ones who are struggling. We all have friends who have loved ones who are struggling. You go back and listen to the special announcement by the third floor podcast. You listen to that one about depression where I open up. You'll understand where I'm coming from. Just be kind. Because you never know. You know, Mel was fortunate enough to have an incredible support. Incredible support. Fan base. You know, an entire Yankee, Yankee kingdom behind him. It's wonderful family. Close personal friends. His relationship with the Lord, but <clears throat> I am very, very 
grateful and thankful that I was able to be a part of that. Whether I, I didn't know Mel on a personal level, we all know that, but you don't have to shake their hand for them to touch your life. <laughs>